Frank, I'm your dad. <laughs> I sound like Bobcat Goldthwait again. I think you have done it before, but it's, it's Walken. Uh, yeah, it's Walken in um, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, Frank. It's quite good. Frank. It's quite good. <laughs> he sounds. Oh, he sounds like someone else. I, saw, I was watching something the other day, and Walken Walk sounds a lot like. Goldthwait. That crazy guy from the eighties. He's always like. <laughs> no, do you know what I think? John it, I think it was. Uh, I think it was in a Seinfeld. I've been binging a lot of Seinfeld. Uh, it might have been George in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was a bit of George. It was an episode. He really sounded like Walken. Mm. Anyway, welcome to Coffee and Cake. Back for another episode. Joe Appleby's here. Mm. Drinking water. Drinking Sorry. water. Big Brother Dodie's here. Hello, just eating cake. Good, good to have you both. This week, Koss is the boss and people's views give him the blues because to get into space shouldn't depend on no race. <laughs> Hidden figures. <laughs> and it's so, so from Lego as despite a good start, Batman left me a flat man. Uh, not so good. <laughs> I was really struggled with Batman. Okay. Lots of things rhyme with Batman, maybe too many things. To yeah. make it easy. I thought you quite liked it. I liked the first 20 minutes. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, we've got uh, a new feature, which I'm provisionally calling question of the week, cause, but we'll try and think of something better for that. And we've got a quiz. And we've got a cake, which we're going to talk about first, because you made it, Dodie. And, I, and I've recognised that I'm forgetting to talk about the coffee or the cake. Coffee's just some Nescafe. What is it? Nespresso. Nespresso. It's from the machine. It's not instant. No, doesn't. But doesn't. You know, we don't really need to dwell on it. But Dodie, tell us about your cake. We don't really need to dwell. So on it's that. like a Victoria sponge. Or the cake. With, uh... <laughs> you don't like it? I've started now. Yeah. Okay, go on. Come on. Tell us um, about your cake. It's basically like a Victoria sponge. It's got buttercream on top. Yeah. And inside with a bit of apricot jam in there. Yeah. Too. And then marshmallows and grated chocolate on the on the top there. It's really nice. Quite good, isn't it? People it's want to make it at home. Where can they get the recipe? Well, it's a kind of a combined recipe that I got from a book. So um, I guess I could write it down and share it on the thing if you want. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. don't think people are listening to this for the cake recipes, though. I, 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 I don't think one person would make the cake. So <laughs> I'm not going to bother. All right. All right. Well, let's get, uh, get off to where we normally do then at the start. Made up movies. Yeah. Slightly new format this week, which we're going to trial out for a few weeks. Um, rather than before, where it was all reliant on me making a decision at the end, I'm going to be dishing out points as we go along. Okay? Now, you've got three minutes each to talk about your story, your film, because in the past, you know... Basically, mine have been getting longer and longer and longer. Dodie would talk for ten minutes. Joe would be writing his whilst Dodie was talking about his. And it would go on for 30 seconds. And uh, so I'm trying to trying to level the playing field here. Now, here's the thing: you get one point if you get one of those. A ding. A ding, and you get two points if you get a a hand solo Yahoo. Very nice. Okay, that's how the points are uh, going to be awarded. You've got three minutes. The uh, the movie is garbage this week. Garbage. Garbage. Oh, do you know where I came up with that? Out of interest. Uh, I've been listening to a podcast and Eugene Levy is uh, on it. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about one of the first films he made when he was when he was young. They were just making short films. It was called Garbage. And I thought, oh, that's good. We'll use that. We'll pinch it until so we can do it. Technically, Garbage already exists. It's been done. It's been done, but I don't think it, it is, is anywhere. You? Eugene Levy? Yeah. Well, he was in a lot of American Chris Guest High. stuff. So he's been in um, Best in Show and uh, oh, yeah. um, some of the other Chris Guest stuff like that. He was, he's more of a writer, I think, for a long time from, from his interview. Mm. More interested in the writing. Yeah. Anyway. Mark Maron, was it? Yeah, it's Mark Maron. Yeah. It's a good one. Give it a listen. Yeah. All right, Dodie. Okay, garbage. Right, so Billy, played by um, Asa Butterfield. Oh. You know him from Hugo? Mm. Oh, which one? Which the one? The kid. The kid from Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> point. point. He's a bit older now. So he's on a night out with his best friend Kelly, played by uh, Macy Williams. Yeah. Who he always takes out of his wingman. Um, so 
he uh, he snogs a girl, um, tries to get a number, but his phone's died. <laughs> he gets a number on a hot pink post-it note and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> so he's so drunk, but they share a little kiss uh, at the end of the night, right? Yeah. So he wakes up in the morning. He tries to find his jeans to get the note, but his uh, mum put them in the wash. He says she emptied the pockets and threw the note away. He desperately looks through the bin, getting covered in bin juice, and gets got garlicky soup on his face and in his hair. Horrible. <laughs> Tried to think of something really horrible. Only afterwards does mum tell him she emptied the bin, and whatever's there will be in the wheelie outside. Uh, at this moment, he hears the bin lorries making their rounds and dashes outside to find the bin lorry slowly pulling away. No. He legs it after the lorry and dives into the back. He spies the bright pink note at the back of the pile, but as he does so, the walls start to move in, like in uh, a trash compactor in Star Wars, or yeah. in the room, yeah. Uh, but Billy's mom like, chases after him. She's at the back of the lorry and grabs his hand, trying to pull him out. So then we have a moment, like, in the Holy Grail, where, like, his mum's got his hand and he's reaching for the note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, yes. <laughs> uh, and then, like, he reluctantly, like, he can't reach, and he reluctantly allows mum to pull him out the back before the walls, walls close in, and all he can do is sit in the road as the lorry drives away. He phones Kelly, uh, who gets in touch with the waste management department. She finds out that the garbage ends up at a processing plant to be sorted before being sent off for landfill or incineration. She comes to picking up, and they head off to the plant. Once, they there, once there, they see that security is tight. They quickly devise a high-style plan to in, infiltrate the plant. They use ropes to access the plant from the roof, dropping through an air shaft. <laughs> once inside, Kelly rushes off to find the CCTV room. She distracts security, then installs a camera in there so she can watch the screens from a caretaker's cupboard. Uh, she can talk him through the plan and he sets out on a journey through conveyor belts of rubbish where he sees the note in the distance being sorted in, into the incineration section. Just as he reaches the machine, the note falls into the pile and is again whisked out of his reach. Um, so he's constantly talking to, to Kelly and she can tell him where the incineration building is. So he runs across the open land, punches a security guy in the face uh, to reach the incineration building. Um, but it's locked. So he hides around the corner. Kelly, on her video cameras, can see someone punching in a key code on, on the security door on a monitor, and she tells Billy, and he gets in. As like he gets that. in the building, like he that. sees he's too late as the note tumbles off the end of the conveyor belt and into the flames. He makes a desperate grab for the note, but the fire engulfs his hand, singeing his hairs and destroying the note. Oh. He breaks down in tears on the ground, <laughs> inconsolable. It's offside. He trudges away to find oh, Kelly... Well. In her cupboard, she's seen everything. She smiles and points at the screen, and he sees an image of the bright pink note zoomed in with the number visible. Excitedly, Billy phones the number, and a ringing comes from Kelly's pocket. Oh! We see a flashback of the night. <laughs> yeah. We see a flashback of that night of Billy and Kelly kissing, and Kelly writing down her number. She's telling that he's so drunk that he probably won't remember this, and that if he wants her, he will have to earn it. She was testing him and he has failed. Back in the present, Billy begs for forgiveness and realises through their adventure together that he loves her and wants to be together. She tells him that he must show her the commitment he has shown finding the note and he promises to make it up to her. Billy tries to embrace her, but he is covered in garbage and she refuses. She tells him to clean himself up and ask her on a date. The end. The end. Lovely. Lovely stuff. I seem not longer than three minutes. Was it was, it? No, it was almost... Um, bang on was it yeah three minutes longer than you think mm. this worries me Joe <laughs> for your preparation uh, have you timed your work no alright interesting okay are you ready yeah I'm ready I'll, I'll obviously I'll reveal the points after well, I want to give you some feedback there dude mm -hmm. right. um, what did you think about it see I liked it this is good see, I, I knew I knew that they'd end up together you know that they're going to end up together mm-hmm off that doesn't matter. I didn't see it coming that she was the number girl. Yeah. But why did why is she why has he got to earn it? If she gave him the number, because why couldn't he, she just say he thought it was someone else? He didn't realise it was her. Mm. That, see, I don't I don't get that. No, because it's like he was really wasted and snogged a girl that he thought was the girl of his dreams. But it was his friend. Yeah. 
Yeah, but... So I don't buy that. But maybe, you know, if it was shot so convincingly... Yeah, exactly. No, I quite um, like that. I, like I didn't want to say at the beginning, oh, you don't see a face or anything like that, because... So he just snubbed a girl. Okay. He thought that was the girl of his dreams. Okay. I quite liked the fact that, um, you know, they don't... Uh... She knew all along, but she was just making him, like, mm. earn it, because, okay. like... She's always his wingman. She's mm. always like, oh, help me get a girl. Like in Teen Wolf. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's the classic story. Exactly like Teen Wolf. Classic story. Is it Booth? Booth. Yeah. Booth. Does he end up with her in the end? Yes. Yeah, of course. I thought it was good. Good stuff. Good, clean stuff. Thanks. Yeah, it was... Um, it was like an 80s... Romp. Romp, yeah, that kind of... Uh... What's well, like an it 80s romp? Like a wasn't heist it? element to it. Uh, What's well, like an 80s romp? Maybe make more of the heist, like silly heist things. If it was an 80s romp, I wonder where it would have been set. Yeah, maybe make them like, um, like mm. 16 or something. Yeah. It's yeah, like a no, grown man wouldn't wrong. go to those lengths to get the number. Yeah, it's got to be silly high school st- they were like humour. Teenagers, yeah. Uh, make it a mask, mask party as well. Halloween, something like that. Okay. You've got a reason. Right. <laughs> Just improvements now. But any more, I would have done all that, but I can't. I'm restricted Three by minutes. time now. Three so. minutes. It's all about. It's all about taking another five. Just talking about it afterwards. Racking so. up the points. That's what it's about. Get your points in your three minutes. Okay. Speaking of which, let's see how you get on. Okay. All right. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Three minutes starts now. Okay. Man has been too. Ma- oh. <laughs> Man has been too wasteful. Mother Nature, played by Kate Blanchett in Leafy Prosthetics, is angry and has made a punishment best fitting to man's own arrogance. Garbage is now rising up and taking revenge against humanity. For years, man has been fighting garbage, which is now conscious and dangerous, but we still haven't learned to be environmentally friendly. Lotus biscuits still come in individually wrapped packages. <laughs> Toothpaste comes inside a tube inside a cardboard box. And people start, still buy bags every time they go shopping, even though they cost 5p and they have a bag for life at home in the drawer. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Humanity's last hope lies in the Garbage Man Project, an army of men in 10-foot-tall robot mech armour designed <laughs> to fight against the garbage. They are led out to sea by old man Woody Harrelson with a beard to fight against a giant garbage island monster. You know, like the floating... Yeah. Here are some things that happen. Uh, Selena Gomez falls in love with a garbage monster and has to hide it from a boyfriend, Jonah Hill, who finds out. Woody Harrelson is eaten by a crisp monster. And in the science room, (laughs) Sean William Scott crumples a plastic cup and throws it on the floor. It becomes garbage and comes alive and attacks him. Jeff Goldblum makes an angry speech oh, about on. not throwing rubbish on the floor, grabs the attacking cup and puts his pencils in it, which then makes it recycled and not garbage, and it stops attacking, which is how they realise that they have to recycle. Okay. That's it. Is that it? Yeah, it's, about, it's an allegory of environment, protect the environment. Okay. Excellent. Well, I quite, yours sounded like a bit of a uh, documentary at first. Like a really serious... Like political like the broadcast, of the Simpsons to me. <laughs> what was the garbage? The garbage man? Well, no, where they all throw the yeah, and like the garbage like it takes over Springfield. They have to move Springfield. No, but this actually comes alive. This is, this is yeah. Oh, Jonah Hill also gets um, caught up in a. Hold on, I've hold got on. Time. Well, you are, you are technically still within your three minutes. You know those Coke can things, beer can. Yeah. Jonah Hill gets caught up in loads of them. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no points. No points. <laughs> Didn't deserve it. Dished out some points already. All right. All right. It was good though, Joe. Thanks. I think uh, I just so to give you the points. Mm. In the first week of garbage, mm-hmm. the winner by only three points. Which it's given Dodie, isn't it? It is Dodie, yeah. but given the length of time he spoke for, um, he only just beat you. You racked up some serious points in the middle there, Joe. Mm. You were pandering a lot. Pandering an awful lot. I think pandering should be minus points, personally. But well, I think in the future, once I get a, a sound effect for, myself, for minus, I like. you know, you can't worry about other people. No, <laughs> I'll do. You'll get you'll get points for for, for pandering where I like the pandering, but mm. over pandering. Um, but yeah, but just to go back, Dodie, you saying yours was set in the eighties? What, like New York in the eighties? <laughs> Maybe like a uh, walking down an avenue or something like that. Maybe something like that. <laughs> Could be. Couldn't it? 16 year old kid. 
Just enjoying his life. Sun's out. <laughs> I was hoping for some panda in that I could do this. And no one did it. No. Disappointed. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. If you get Hall and Oates, it's like an automatic 10-pointer. <laughs> I reckon in the future. That is uh, writing down his tally. <laughs> Keeping his tally of points. 12-6 to me now. Loves it. I can't remember 12 films that I've done. Loves his tally of points. And so he should. Right, okay. I've done my bit now, I'll just sit here for a bit. <laughs> you've done very well, mate. You've, you've, you've won another round of uh, made-up movers. More of that next week. Right there. All right, let's get into the films. Joe, should we start with um, Hidden Figures? Okay. I think we should. Um, I watched it yesterday. Yeah, you've wa- you watched it before me, so, so come on, you just... Uh... No, I watched it yesterday. Sorry, uh, most recently. Uh, That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, so... What did you think? Um, yeah, it was all right. Do you want to set it up? I can do if you want. Um, it's about three black women in the 60s. Yeah. Who are, they come through like maths. Yeah, they're, they're all... all got like maths degrees. And it's like a black people maths department at NASA or something. It's, yeah. real, it's based on a true story. Yeah. And segregation. Yeah. So they're all like separated in that. They're computers. They're actually called computers. Yeah, which I didn't I didn't get. It took until, me till the end, until of, the the film. end of the film. <laughs> yeah. because yeah, um Oz... they literally compute and it's before computers were around. Yeah, so they I were the computers. Like they were just calling it's like a, they were just calling them the computers because they're like, you know, office Yeah. Like a techie. Yeah. Or know. something. I thought that and then um Laura I watched it with said, Oh, it's weird, isn't it, that they call them computers? Like feels a bit like, you know, they, they, it's depersonalizing the mm. whole thing. I was like, no, because they're actual computers of yeah. things. Um, but so they are computers, and there are white computers as well, white female computers. Yeah. But they're in a different. The the black computers are in a different part of um, yeah the building, and it's just about their struggle, isn't it, to rise up, to be recognised, to be taken seriously, um, to be accepted. Uh, yeah. In NASA. Yeah. Against what's pretty, pretty horrific uh, and widespread racism and segregation. Yeah. And challenges. Helped along the way by Kevin Costner's character. I would say. Did you say that? Yeah. Uh... They were helped or the racism was helped? No, no, no. no yeah, sorry. They, they were, were helped. helped. So Costner was very much like... Um, in their corner. The one, the one guy, yeah, who'd gone into bat for them. He didn't really do much in the film. He didn't have a lot to say. Um... Maybe, uh, like... He was very Costner, text, wasn't he? I texted you saying, that, could they not get Tom Hanks? Because he was so much like Tom Hanks in Catch Me If You Can. Just the look, the way he spoke, that, yeah. that kind of um, 50s, um, quiet man, you know? Hanks would have been business, perfect. business. Yeah, Hanks would have been perfect. I thought Costner did quite well. He had the kind of the crew cut uh, and stuff, but... Yeah, he had uh, the right haircut. And... He was playing a Tom Hanks lovely character. Yeah. Who who was who was fighting for the little man, the whole way through? Yeah, I mean, that my my kind of problems with it is there wasn't much um, wasn't much at stake. None of the characters had that much. Like, there's one there's one character whose story I thought was probably the most story like. The woman who uh, she wanted to be an engineer, and she couldn't be an engineer because she needed a certain degree, which you can only get at a white university. So she has to go to court. And like, um, ask the judge to get so she can go to the university so they can get black people into the course. And like that, Mary, Mary Jackson. Is that was the uh, that was the only kind of struggle, I guess. I mean, there's the the, the part with the main character, Catherine. She has to go to the the they call it the the coloured restroom, right? That she has yeah. to walk like twenty minutes, whatever. Just to run and like, twenty minutes yeah, down, twenty minutes back to go to the toilet. But um. I mean, they're kind of already accepted. They didn't have to fight that much, I didn't think. Um, it, was a funny, it was a funny thing, wasn't it? Because on the one hand, they've already got these, like, they're already working in NASA. Like, yeah. Um, it's not like they're not allowed to work or anything like that. It was, a strange, it was a strange dynamic to it. But it's weird that you say that about the, um, the Mary Jackson character. Yeah. Because Octavia Spencer's character, who I think is Catherine, and uh, no, 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 sorry, Dorothy, Dorothy Bourne, 
she was like the supervisor. Yeah. And there was an equivalent supervisor, a white supervisor played by... Um, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten yeah. Dunst, that was it. And then Catherine Turner. So I thought the film focused more on their, both of their struggles. So Catherine Turner's struggle was that she was like the brightest mind and she went into the, um, the main kind of uh, part of NASA where they were trying to calculate um, like landing speeds and things like that mm. and where they're having real problems and it was basically all white men working in there um, and she was a, a black woman and she, she had lots of struggles like they gave her a separate coffee pot and she was the one that had to run um, Octavia Spencer character Dorothy her struggle was more about um, she wanted to become a supervisor and be paid to be a supervisor but she was um, she was doing the job but she wasn't being paid for it and there was a weird thing with her and Kirsten Dunst about Kirsten Dunst almost at first seemed to toe the line but then eventually she showed that she she did care about her yeah her cause but it's weird because I thought the Mary Jackson character which is the engineer thing I thought her achievement was more significant she's the only one who had to do anything yeah but I don't think that they managed to make me the film didn't manage to make me feel as much about her as I was supposed to feel about the other two. To be fair, there wasn't there wasn't much there wasn't anything at stake for anyone. They had no no one was going to lose their jobs or like none of them like seemed to be that like, proud or like um, it was you really- know that that motivated by anything. They were like I'm I'm doing my job and then there's one scene where she gets mad like Kevin Costner tells her off for having a break all the time. She's like, well, you know, I have to go to a different toilet and no one else. She kind of breaks down and screams in the middle of the room, doesn't she? And yeah. And then, and then like he goes and like takes down the, the sign. Yeah. On the, yeah. Yeah. He bashes the it. There's this great scene yeah. with a crowbar and he's bashing down the colored toilet sign. And he's like, from now on, there's just, there's just restrooms. Yeah. And anyone can use any restroom. I, it's strange because of that. Right. So it was, but there wasn't that. There wasn't that much of that stuff in there. It was like you didn't feel there was enough at stake. And then all the stuff with their fam- family lives and like, oh, she's she's met a guy and he's going to ask her to marry him. Like, has no bearing on the story at all. Like, no, it was just in there, wasn't it? It was. It was kind of all over the place. There were three different stories going on, and um, I think they could have done one. They could have. You think she'd have focused on what? I think they tried to focus on on a little, yeah, just on the character of Catherine Turner. Yeah, she was. She's the main, the main role, isn't she? Octavia Spencer and um, I think it's Jamal Janelle Monae who plays Mary Jackson. Um, they're uh, they're certainly more supporting roles. Yeah. To to the other one, but But she goes from like being a bright young girl. Yeah. Like, God, the first two minutes were like when they're in the car. No, no, before that, it's like a little, uh, her as a little girl. It's like completely unnecessary. And it looked like a trailer. But the whole thing was edited like really, really I can't quick. I can't remember and, that like, bit. Yeah. I can't even remember it. I, but I still liked it. I weirdly, I still felt, I still think it felt like a, it felt like a Spielberg Hanksy kind of yeah, tone to it. It was quite feel good, even though it was obviously, some of the things I did have to face were, were obviously horrific, but it still, it still made me feel good at the end of it. And um, I don't know, it was, it, was a, it was a nice film to watch, even though it was, had all these kind of horrible moments. I don't think it was moments. harsh. I don't think it was a hard watch at all. I, I don't, I, no, no, it was I nice. I would be fine to watch that. It was nice I don't to watch. Think it's, um, I really like the stuff with NASA and like the early computers. Mm. I mean, like, we've got this computer, it can do like, <laughs> it can hold a thousand bytes and it's the size of a room and like all that yeah. stuff. I like, I like the idea of um, someone going to work in, in NASA and like, she, you know, she walks into the room and everyone's staring at her and like people won't, you know, it's a good idea, but I thought the execution was too like, she, everything was kind of easy and like she didn't have that hard of a time. Uh, apparently as well, I was, I was reading on the um, IMDb that um a lot of the stuff was was fabricated. She, she was actually, you know, quite accepted when she went to work there, and she didn't have to go to a different bathroom and stuff like that. I think it probably was. I thought I thought it was fabricated. I think I'd read yeah. that somewhere. Um, exaggerated a bit for effect. But yeah, I like that 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 point of view of going to work for this amazing. Like no one had gone into space before. Yeah. And like that that was kind of a theme of the movie was like the first first man in space, 
first black woman to go to that university. Yeah. And she makes that kind of point. She makes that speech to the judge, which was probably the best best part of the movie when she... Uh, yeah. When she has to talk to the judge about she wants to go to that school. And, yeah. Um, she can't. She can't so yeah, possibly so get her qualification because... I didn't like so much the ending. I thought, like, two hours long. The first hour and a half was kind of... It's quite fast. Catherine's story. And then the last was, we've got to have some kind of emotional stakes. So there's a man in space and we've got to get him back and it all goes wrong. And like that had no bearing on the rest of the story. It was like a, a footnote that yeah. took up too much of the movie. It was like, we need a dramatic thing to happen at the end. So we've got this unrelated... I mean, it's, it's NASA and it is a space story, but like... And didn't she just check the numbers and say, yeah, the numbers are okay? Oh, they, yeah, they get back in the room, don't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, you said you really liked the music, but I thought it was a bit bit weird and off, off-putting at times. It was... Oh, no, I quite liked the music. It was uh, Pharrell was involved in a lot of the yeah. music. Yeah. I thought the music was... I remember the music being good. I saw it a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. I remember it being good at the time. I thought the politics was a bit on the nose at times. Yeah. In your face. Um, I, yeah, I suppose so. I thought it flowed really well. I thought it was quite fast. I thought it moved quite... It didn't, yeah, it was, it was it didn't well drag made. at all, it was, did it? It was great performances, I thought. And um, Yeah, they were all really good. How, what, you know, like, like you said, smooth, Spielberg-y kind mm. of... It's a, it's a, good. It's a feel-goody kind of film in spite of the, like, the difficult topic that it addresses at times. Hmm. A bit like the feel I got when I watched Bridge of Spies and things like that, you know. It's that, it's that kind of... Yeah, that's a good, good comparison. Nothing that exciting happens or nothing that emotional happens, but it's just, uh, it just has that quality... It's got a quality feel to it, quality a star feel quality it. feel. Yeah. Like, it's really well made and put together. Yeah, okay. Like a, like a lesser Spielberg film. Yeah. Don't know what that would be. The Terminal. An early... I, know, I haven't oh. seen that in a while, but... Well, yeah, The Terminal. Do you remember that? That was Hanks, wasn't it? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Did you watch The Terminal, Dave? No, I haven't seen it. Let's do it. It's all right, The Terminal. Yeah, maybe we... <laughs> never, never really fancied it. Well, uh, it's one of those things, though, I think, where you don't fancy it, and then you watch it, and you think that's probably better than I thought it was going to be. Because it's well made. And There's it's got... a few cliches in there. One, in, uh, I knew it was going to happen. Hidden yeah. figures. Well, she gets, the, um, she gets on the ladder and starts writing on the blackboard, and... Uh, you just know everyone's going to, like, turn around and, like, the room's going to go silent and everyone's standing and staring at the blackboard. Yeah. That happens in it. Bit of a cliche. Doing, like, equations and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, she's, yeah. Just, she's looking at the blackboard and then she walks up to it, does the equations, and then goes to the bathroom. And while she's in the bathroom, everyone kind of, like, turns. And then Kevin Cotton's like, who did this? Yeah. And at one point, Kevin Cotton says, maybe we've been thinking about this all wrong, which is uh, <laughs> kind of a line that's in a lot of those... Movies, mm-hmm. the boardroom, or whatever. they got to work something out. Yeah. What I did like about it <clears throat> was that there was ample opportunity for them to create characters that not just disagreed with them being there. So the guy who plays, um, who's in The Big Bang Theory, Jim Parsons, he's great. Is it Jim Parsons? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Is so he in it? he's great. He's I really like it. it. I don't like The Big Bang Theory, but. He's uh... He plays a kind of a second-in-command guy who's on the floor and basically he, uh, you feel like he, whilst isn't like directly racist, just disagrees with her being there mm-hmm. um, and thinks that you know, he's better than her and um, that she can't possibly do anything that he can't do. There's, a, there's even a bit where he says, you know, you can check them, but I know they're right, so there's not really any point. Um, but I thought there was ample opportunity to to make him into somebody who actually like did things that um, that set her back. You know, I really stuck the knife in, or kind of um, went behind her back to Costner to make life hard for her, or lied about her, or you know that kind of character that's like does horror does. And then something could have happened to like change his mind, change his mind, and then he could have been yeah. champion for her. Kind and of whilst thing at the end. he's going to say, so, you think he's going to say something horrible, yeah, but then he says. Actually, you do the math. Yeah. A, uh, but rather than that, like, those big leaps where it's like, oh, I hate her, I hate her, I hate her, and I'm going to do everything I can to, like, get her the sack and make her life howl, and then all of a sudden something happens and he loves her. 
they played it I think they played it properly like it probably would like there was just a constant disdain for her until he felt that she'd proved that uh, proved him wrong and then he was like accepting of of her Rather than those big leaps in, I know. know, but it was kind of emotionless. It was kind of, but that's because I think it probably would would have been emotionless. She's weird. Whereas they over dramatise certain things, like the bathroom and stuff like that. I thought they played that quite straight. Yeah, I don't. I, I, just, I quite I quite like that they didn't they didn't necessarily need to feel the, the they didn't feel the need to create that bad guy. Really. There wasn't one single bad guy, was there? There was just no. a, an overall feeling of... I thought it was maybe too feel-good. That's Maybe. I don't know. But not... Don't know you can Feel-good, you've got to go through some, some... Peaks and troughs. Some troughs to get to the peak. She just went... You know... A longer plane. A, yeah. Yeah, a bumpy, OK. A slightly bumpy plane. Oh, I mean, I, I, I still think... But the music was like emotional swells and like... Yeah. Uh, the music... It was for a more emotional movie than it was, I think. Yeah, maybe so then, maybe so. I think people, it's no, no surprise to me that people love it though. It's that kind of movie. All right, should we do, uh, should we, should we do Lego Batman? <laughs> yeah. You start on Lego Batman. You haven't seen this one, Dodge, right? Well, let me just quickly do. Did John, you watch the first Lego John movie? John Wick. Um, yes. What did you think? All oh, right, okay. Hang John on. Wick 2. John Wick 2. Oh, you want to do that first? Yeah. Oh, yeah, go on then. Because I saw it a while ago, so it's the furthest back. Okay. In memory. I haven't seen John Wick. Oh, I can't dunno. <laughs> Sorry. Um I'm just trying to think what I wrote about it. John Wick is back. John Wick is back. It is brilliant best. You love John Wick, no, don't, don't you? No. I thought you do. You really like John Wick. No. It's you quite said the first I, one was good. It's good, yeah. I didn't love it. Wow. Um, it's basically more of the same. He's back. He's trying to get out of the um, assassin club, but his he he's, he's they won't let him. They won't let him. They won't let him. So he's got to do one last hit. Yeah, of course he has. But uh, he gets set up, and then the whole assassin club has got a hit. Puts a hit out on him. So all the assassins are after him. Uh, and it's not like. The revenge movie like the first one so it's kind of more of the same but they do a different story which is um cool mm-hmm. um what i liked about it was that they uh they really went into depth with the whole assassin club thing you know the hotel right um where, where he goes in the first one to get all his guns okay there's lots of rules around the assassin club like you can't you can't fight in the assassin club, so like there's a bit where he's fighting this guy, like in Fight Club, and then they end up. Um, no, no. You, you can fight in Fight Club. That's what it's all about. No, I just mean you about the rules. All oh, right. Uh, kind of. I mean, in that they are rules. Yeah. No one says here are the rules. Oh, okay. But it's kind of uh, they go into the mythology of the assassin hotel club, which is a ridiculous thing, but. The film knows it's ridiculous and kind how of how does it do that in voiceover form or no in in what happens in the story so there's a bit where he's fighting an assassin another assassin and they're like uh, fighting in the street and they have to hide so they're kind of ones on like a I think they're in a subway or something or like they're in New York or whatever and they're kind of they've both got silencers and they've got their gun like tucked in and they're both shooting at each other like sneakily <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, and there's a bit where they're fighting and then they fall onto the balcony and then they're fighting and then and then what's, what's, what's your man, you know, um, Shane? Shane? Lovejoy, what's he called? Oh, Ian McShane? Ian McShane comes out and says, boys, you're on... Your man, Ian McShane. You're on, <laughs> you're on an assassin property, you can't fight. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they just go and have a drink at the bar and like so silly stuff like that. Um, it's good, it's well... Well, Do you think there's the potential action. for a sequel, uh, like the Grand Assassin Hotel, <laughs> where Ian McShane plays a Ralph Fiennes kind of character, and there's a bowboy? I would love to see Wes Anderson. Maybe make Wes Anderson could take three. it. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. I, I really like the action in um, what is it? There's a shootout in um, Life Aquatic. It's a, I can't remember. It's, it's just, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Did you yeah. see the original John Wick? Yes. Oh, did you like that? Yes. 
I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to watch it. It's I thought it was going to be it's, nonsense, it's, but... It is nonsense, nice. but it's, knowing, it's knowingly B-movie. Oh, okay. It's got a hook in that the action is... Uh, really good. Really good, and kind of accurate... Accurate. But Keanu Reeves is an amazing um, action actor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, He's brilliant. It, it's it, These films are what he was born to do. He's had a, such a bad rep for, like, wooden movies. But but when you look at his very good action it's films, been they're up there with his... That, like, he never should have been in Dracula. And, like, he's, you know, that performance is ridiculous. But, you know... Trying to do an English accent. Yeah. yeah. Bill and Ted... You know, and John Wick and those the kind Matrix. of the Matrix, those kind of things. Speed, wasn't he in Speed? Wasn't like... he in Speed? Speed, yeah, that's fun. Speed's good. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. He can't like he's he's fun, but he has to be serious. He's like he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, okay. He can't smile and wink at the camera. He has to be like straight faced. Yeah. yeah. But then Bill and Ted, he was he was like dude, you know. All yeah. That stuff. yeah. Maybe, maybe because he had a youthful energy. I don't know. All right. At the time. They're doing Bill like and Ted a... 3, aren't they? Yeah, oh, they are. They are. It's a terrible idea. Anyway. Anyway. Terrible Lego idea. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> let's do, let's do, uh, let's knock out Lego Batman, mate. I- I'm going to say. With one punch. Good. <laughs> good first 20, 25 minutes. Uh, um, but I think it kind of tapered off. I think it tapered off. I, I don't know whether I could say I got bored. Maybe it was that bad. But the jokes got a bit tired. I think they ran out of material a little bit. I think you just get used to uh, used to the jokes. Maybe. You're not surprised by but, that style of humour. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, and It's it, directed by the guy who did Robot Chicken. And the writers worked on stuff like American Dad and Community, actually. So it's, it's bringing the, like, the, norm, the mundane into ridiculous situations. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Batman has to cook lobster in the microwave. Just things like, uh, you know, and, and like yeah. Batman getting all upset. That, upset like, and crying the on the stairs and banging. The joke is not. Oh, no, the joke the joke is upset because Batman yeah. says like that. You're not, so, you're not important to me. Yeah. yeah, for a half hour. You're not my nemesis. Cartoon yeah. episode, that's really funny. But yeah. it, does, it does kind of drag on. It does a but, little bit. It does a little bit. I, I was still laughing. Throughout, yeah, it's, it's not really. The thing is, it's 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 Lego Batman, so it's very much aimed at children and I guess Batman fans because there was a lot of Batman. There's a lot of Batman jokes, yeah. Batman was references. Which a I, lot I wasn't of, expecting at all. A lot of jokes pop in, like um, poking fun at the franchise and yeah, the amount of reboots uh, there's been and things like that. Shark repellent joke. <laughs> That's quite good. The yeah. shark repellent joke. But that's what. But a lot of that was crammed into the first half an hour. I uh, thought the best stuff was crammed into the first half an hour. Maybe, maybe, maybe I did just get, get used, used to it. it. Yeah, it's just so many jokes. You, and the, I always find the first half an hour of a movie of a good movie is usually the best. It yeah. just sets everything up and it's exciting. And you, you get to know everyone. You, you get to know this new world, and it's all. See, I I thought it was a really weird, a really strange one. Right, I was trying to say to you afterwards, Joe. It was strange in that um, there was enough in there for kids, but not much of the humour. Like, I think I heard the kids laugh twice, and one of them was when someone farted. (laughs) Like, so it was really strange that, whereas the humour was more for the adults, the poking fun at the franchise and all of that kind of stuff, and Batman sulking and things like that, and the the Joker, the stuff with the Joker and and everything, Mm. but... But then it was, I don't know, it kind of felt like it was in that weird middle ground where the jokes weren't adult enough for it to be like a cartoon trying to be an adult movie. Uh. But the the action wasn't enough to sustain like a kid's interest for the whole film. I, I thought it was just that weird like middle ground where they tried to do both things and I think they did it for, for a short pace, uh, period of time. Mm. They did it for a half-hour cartoon, and then it just... I just, I, just, I just got a bit bored of it after a while. Not bored of it, just, you know. I, I loved it. What, what do you I think... F- I felt like it was really for me. Like, yeah. That's, that's that style of humour I, I love. Um, Where do you think they should go next? Like you were saying, the mun- mundane into the 
bringing the mundane, that r- robot chicken style. If you, um, yeah, if you watch those robot chicken Star Wars, um, yeah, um, like clips, they're just uh, it's just bringing the kind of normal but everyday world jo- it's into the Star Wars it's, universe. I love yeah. it when they do things and it's like, like that. I guess if it's done the same way, not in that. a Family Guy kind of way, but like smart, smart yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was very. The jokes in it were, were actual jokes. But, smart. Um, yeah. There, there's something that's funny about Lego. Uh, something funny about action scenes <laughs> that are made really, of Lego. Um, those are really it good. It was really, really pretty, I thought. Um, I just thought, yeah, look great. The thing is, it's such a... Um, in, in Hollywood now, it's, it's so risk-averse. Risk yeah, that's right. Um, everything is a sequel or based on... Um, property you know lego they made a lego movie mm. so this is ba- this is based on on two intellectual properties lego and, and batman lego movie was huge everyone loves batman so like they don't need to make it as as good as it was and i was yeah okay i was i, I don't know I, I had high expectations i think it, it met my high expectations i liked it i I, l- I did love the bit where um they had this whole thing about the the DC like universe, didn't yeah. they? And um there was a really good bit where like was it Superman was having a party <laughs> to, <laughs> to celebrate something and Batman Batman turned up. What was I can't remember what the party was celebrating, like ten years or twenty it's, years. Yeah, it's or something. just this league anniversary. Oh, that was it. Yeah. And Batman turned up and was like, Oh what, are you guys having a party for the Justice League? And I'm like, No. <laughs> well, you are. It's like, yeah, we did invite you. Did you not like? Did you not get the invite or something? Oh, yeah, come in, come in. But that's not funny to kids, is it? Not at all. And then there's a bit about him trying to leave the party. He's like, oh, I need to make my way downstairs without them noticing that I've gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just walks off. It's good. I like that bit. I like that bit. I, it was good. It was good. It was good. I did. I just, I just got bored of the jokes after a while. But um, what do you think they should do next? What, next Lego movie? Hmm. Do you think they should stay with the... Uh... Well, I think Batman was, was in the Lego movie. Lego Batman was in the Lego... You haven't seen the Lego movie? No, I haven't you? seen the Lego movie. No, but I mean, just in general... But, but that's what I mean. Should they stay with what they know or should they go and do something completely different? Uh, I don't want to see another Lego Batman movie. I think Not Batman, like comic like book style like or should they go and do Lego something Harry more... Lego Harry Potter movie. I don't know, or even like go do something political or something real, or I don't, I don't know. Do they? Oh no, they have, to, they have to do a kids film. Yeah, they would do. A, never do an adult film. Like a biopic. I don't know. No, like a Lego. team. Team America was for adults, wasn't it? Lego Basic yeah. Instincts. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's the sort Crossing of joke the they would do, though. They would do a yeah. joke like that in a Lego film. Yeah. yeah, you can see it. And like a guy yeah. at the table just sweating. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Lego is funny. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, they've done something amazing the way that they've transformed it from like when we were kids, it was just a bunch of bricks and nothing. But the action scenes in it were really good. I thought they were really clear and yeah, uh, dynamic and the whole the whole thing looked really noiry, like blue. Futuristic lighting, yeah. There was a it bit got of that. Gotham. That's Gotham, Gotham for you, though. Isn't it? Looked great. Um, I've got nothing but. You love it, don't you? You really love say. it. All right. I think it was maybe 10, 10 or fifteen minutes too long. Yeah, maybe. I know there was. It kind of almost ended and it carried on and yeah, like you know, a lot of films do that. But all right, pretty good. All right, let's move on. Hmm. Let's do a new feature. Though this is your idea, so you're going to start. It's question of the week time. So uh, it's it's um it's kind of a question saying uh, which movie characters would you like um to support you or would you take along with a new venture? Yeah. Okay. So that's this week. No, Next. no, no. Well, this week is three uh, or a, a number of characters, movie characters. Who you'd like to set up a small business with? <laughs> yeah. All right. Who did you come with? Depending on their skills and their. Because I've only um, done one. You've just done one. I've only got one guy. Because, because I, you know, I don't think you need any more. 
Not for my venture. Okay. But I've got three. Go on then. So, first guy, Andy Dufresne. Oh, yeah. Shawshank. Mm. Um, it's good. He can do the books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he works hard. He's got the patience of a saint. Mm. Oh, so you mean you'd have him in your, in your new venture? He'd be in your uh, like finance department? Well, he'd be one of the people that I'd want that with you, me you want to start the up. business. Ah, okay. Um, so, yeah, he works hard. He's got the patience of a saint. Uh, he knows how to get tax breaks. Yeah, he does. As well. He knows um, that. He's kind of the brains behind the operation. Yeah. Um, I would also have Forrest Gump. <laughs> right. Um, he's not too bright, but everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got a good work ethic as well. He's got invaluable, exper- invaluable experience with the bubblegum per shrimp co. Yeah. Um, he also works hard, and he'll do the donkey work, and he won't complain. So He'll do anything you ask him to do. Yeah. He'd be a great guy to go into business with. Yeah. And then uh, my final person is uh, Jorah 8 from 12 Angry Men. <laughs> Right. Uh, he's able to persuade even the most convinced person to change their mind. So would he be like he a could, salesman? He could sell anything to anybody. He's the face of the organisation, the salesman, the front of house guy. Ah, nice. Do they not have names in that movie? It's just Jaw 8. Is he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have names. I think they're called Jura 1 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> I should work out what it was then. <laughs> 1 to 10 angry men. Do you know who I had? Who? I, I want I see I took a slightly different view of this, so I wanted to set up a food van uh making uh what? Sandwiches. Cuban sandwiches. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, that's why, this is why I thought this is stupid. No, actually you're wrong. Well I was gonna start up a food van, but do you know who I was gonna go into business with? Superman. <laughs> it's a little bit obvious, but he um I think he could cook the burgers really fast with his <laughs> eyes, right? And give you some nice toasted buns. And uh, so I reckon you could serve more burgers than anybody else. And he would constantly cook them to a level. And this is why I think that's important, because in the kitchen, uh, it's very stressful. Very stressful part of a, of a business, working in the kitchen. Cooks are always saying that they're highly, highly strong, aren't they? They're always angry and everything else because it's so hot in there and they're always trying to There's work no so hard. And it's just like... It's relentless. Yeah. So I'm going to remove all of that pressure by having a guy just like look at, look at things and cook them. As what if like someone falls off a building nearby or a dam breaks or something? That's a waste of his talents. I think that's what selfish gonna... to take Superman away <laughs> from the world. And yeah, like you're saying... A waste of it. What if something else happens? This is the beauty of the food van. You could get We're Charles already Xavier on the road. Who can stop time? Can he? He's always stopping time. Right. Yeah. Logan, have but he's quite um, unstable, though, isn't he? Mm. I don't think I'd want him in a kitchen because if he gets too angry, if he gets under pressure, if the burgers start going too fast and he's missed some or he's overcooking Charles them, Charles Xavier. Yeah, if he's, if, if he's eating my burgers. From X-Men. Yeah. He's, he's the very... Um, yeah, but I'm setting up a food fan. Epitome of... of Calmness. Yeah. Uh, he's unstable. He's, well, got two, he's a Logan. He's got a lot, of, uh, a lot going on up there, isn't he? Yeah. If he gets... What I'm saying is if Thing he is, gets stressed... exactly what you want. Problem. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be the... Uh... Oh, so we'd already have it prepared before the guy <laughs> yeah. goes to order. There you go. You don't even, you, maybe you, you haven't even decided... Xavier just he's just got it ready for you. That's what I mean. Yeah. The guy comes up and says I'd like her and he's like Xavier just hands it out. Mm. I've already made it. Yeah, maybe. I'd have Xavier in my burger van. Yeah. Well I've got Superman mm. in mine cooking my burgers. Who've you got? In your small venture. Xavier. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> prepare one, so I'm gonna have Xavier. On different sides of the and road. I'm gonna I'm gonna use his mind powers to trick Superman into selling me the business and to take it over. You So you now you want to buy my successful business? Well, Xavier uses mind, mind powers on Superman. But how are you going to persuade Xavier? Uh, Xavier's a good guy. I don't think he'd do that. Charles, will you uh, persuade Superman to give me his business? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. not Superman's business, my business. <laughs> yeah. So now, is Xavier really going to go, yeah, but what about that poor guy who's just trying to you know, bring home some money for his family? It's going to put him on the street. All right, well, I'll, I'll have so much money that you can... Um... See, Superman doesn't know what burgers people want before they 
That would be the hook. I don't mind that. Oh, that's your Andy, hook. have you heard about this um, burger cook so quick. They know what you want. Not only would you cook them, you cook them like that, and you go, and it'd be just ready, like... So, yeah. So, all right, Xavier, maybe... Uh, th- right, picture the scene. There's a bar or a nightclub, let's say the Coliseum, which is a local nightclub to us, and there's two burger vans outside it. One where Charles Xavier's the cook and one where Superman's cook. First off, I think more people are going to want to be served by Superman. Secondly, if all you've got is that he's got the burger there first, yeah, that's fine, but, like, well, he's still cooking it normally. Superman, Superman but this guy, he cooks it with his eyes. And then he puts it together super fast. Okay, can I have more X-Men? Can I have Cyclops? You can have as many as you You want. Whatever you want. I'm going to have the the whole X-Men. At your uh, burger van? Yeah. I can have Wolverine, and he's like cooking the kebab on his claw, <laughs> and he's just rotating. Well, that's better. Chopping the, the chopping salad with his other hand. Well, now, obviously, now I'm Gambit interested can in what throw the throw the salad at him. He chops it no, up. No, but Gambit, Gambit, whenever he touches something, it explodes. Does it? Uh, yeah, that's okay. his thing. Jean Grey. She's, she's Gambit through stuff. He throws cards, but he has a special glove that's got a bit cut out of the fingers. Everything he touches, it explodes. Yeah. So, unless it's a special material, I don't know. So his glove, he has a hole in his glove where he can touch the card with his skin and fling cards. Mm. Oh, so you know, when if the this cards was a... reach wherever, they blow up. It's like time after a second or something. If this was a made-up movie, we could start out just it would be Burger Van Wars, wouldn't it? And you could start <laughs> out with just Superman in one and Xavier in the other, and then each time, like Xavier goes and gets one of his X-Men. Superman's like, well, I'm going to go and get someone. And he goes and gets Batman or someone right. from the, the DC universe. And in the end, you end up with this like war between the two. And of course, eventually they would decide to put their you know, minds together and their powers and create just a super burger joint. And take, take on McDonald's or mm. something like that. Because why are we wasting our time fighting each other? Or we could fight you know, Real bad guys. the corporate fat cats. <laughs> Yeah, ploughing sugar and, and the second crap movie could be like throats. Ronald McDonald's the the evil baddie. Yeah, I like it. And gets punched in yeah, the face by yeah. Batman. Excellent stuff. Wolverine. Excellent stuff. Okay, mm. are we done with this feature for this week? I quite liked that. Yeah. See, was... my three would work in any venture. Yeah, you very so much went for the generic option. I could, I could use those three in yeah. my business, although that's a lot of mouths to feed for a food van, isn't it? I've already got five employees. <laughs> I'm only flipping burgers on yeah, a Saturday You have night. to feed them. They just have to fit in. <laughs> and you've got to pay them, I suppose. Pay them, that's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, they don't come cheap, let me tell you. Uh, no. Okay. Well, should we move on to the quiz? Yeah. I've got another film. What, to review? I've got Logan. All what right. Logan? Or do you, do you should we do Logan next, next week? week? Yeah. yeah. Next week, then, we'll do Logan. And um, can we do Chevalier? Yeah. Which I watched ages ago. Yeah. You two seem to be putting off watching, even though it's really I good. I Netflix. Lock. It's not on Netflix. No, it's on uh, Amazon. Um, Amazon Prime. I'll sort you out. Okay. Sort you out with that. Right. Quiz time. Okay. Now. See if this works. Will you be able to go where no man has gone before? Who will be the next generation of quiz star? Will one man Shatner all over the other one? There's only one There's only one way to find out as we play Spockbusters. <laughs> Spock, it's a blockbusters theme. To put on blockbusters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, uh <laughs> Okay. Why Spockbusters uh it rhymes with block, doesn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> trying to think of a quiz show that rhymes with something. Blockbusters, spotbusters. Don't worry, though. It's not all Star Trek questions. Some questions are going to be about blockbuster movies, uh-huh. and some are going to be about sci-fi movies. Okay. And I thought Star Trek cap- covered, you know, all the ground there. Yeah. Okay, so nine questions. Going to read out the question. Buzz in. Won't go to one each. We'll, we'll buzz in this time because okay. I think some of them are going to be quite easy because it's in a blockbuster style. So it's going to be which something or other. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So I can't remember the year precisely, but question one which blockbusting tea made the most money of all time? 
in terms of blockbusters? Dodie. Titanic. Titanic. Wanted Odie. One point. 1997. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, question two. Which Al has orange hair in the fifth element? Dodie. Lilu. Lilu. It is Lilu. Lilu. I don't know how you say it. Uh, Something like that. Spelled like that anyway. 2 0 to Dodie. Yeah. Question three. Which O predicts the coming of the one in the Matrix? The Oracle. Oh, yeah. Dodie. He didn't buzz. He didn't buzz, but he did. you're supposed to say your name. You're supposed that's to say unfair. Joe. That's, well, you... that's what I call myself nowadays. There. You called yourself the, and the answer was Oracle. No, I call myself the Oracle, <laughs> and my answer is... The Oracle. Also the Oracle. <laughs> well, I'll let you have it. 2-1. But uh, in future, please do say your name first. Sorry. Question four. Uh, what M is Robocop's real name? Dodie. Dodie. Michael? No. Every first name? No, it's just one name. Marshall. No. Oh, it's something like Maguire or Monroe or something like that. It is more along those lines. Yeah. Are we having another go or? Uh, Next we could be here all day, couldn't we? It was Murphy. Yeah, it was Murphy. All right. Uh, Question five. What N is the name of the ship in Alien? Dodie. Dodie. Nostromo. Yes. It was. 3-1. You still come back here, Joe. What... Question six. What B was the book Do Androids Dream of Electric... Joe. Yes. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. It was Blade Runner. Well done. Question seven, I think we're on. What J is Gordon's son in The Dark Knight? Joe. Joe. Jim. No. Dodie. Dodie. James. James. It is James. Can't give you it, mate. Can't give you it. It's James. James and Jim. No. In the Dark Knight? <laughs> yeah, it's James. Don't know about that. I read it on the internet. What, Robin? No. What's he called? That's not Gordon's Gordon's son. son. Okay. Yeah, Gordon's son. Jim. No, called James. Gordon's. You thinking of Jim Gordon? No. That's him, not his son. Mm. Okay, here we go. Do- uh, Joe, try not to get the next two right, because otherwise we'll be de- a dead heat, and I've only got nine questions. Okay. I not think this through. Uh, right, which Al is the job of Evelyn in The Mummy? Dodie. Oh. I'm going to give it to Joe. A librarian. I it is a it librarian. Dodie, I think Dodie got it. I don't know, Dodie said it more loudly. Oh, well, okay. Last question. Which A would you be most likely to find Commander Scott on a pub crawl? What? Which A would you be most likely to find Commander Scott on a pub crawl? Are you Googling the answer? No. What's Commander Scott from? I don't know. Wow. Not it might not be a commander. Are you saying Scotty? I'm saying Scotty. Which A would you be most likely to find Scotty on a pub crawl? What? Think of places. Uh, Aberdeen. <laughs> Aberdeen! It is Aberdeen! Hmm. What? Which A? Aberdeen. He's from Scotland, isn't he? That's a terribly worded question. Yeah, I I struggled a bit with the witches and the watts, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Right, it's for all. James Gordon. James, uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, Gordon's son in The Dark Knight is apparently called James. Commissioner Gordon's called James. Yeah. And his son? He's also called James. Mm. (laughs) Really not happy about this. I'm not. I've got no... uh, I've got no tiebreaker because I've got the numbers wrong, so you get half a point each. Is that it? Yeah. There's nine questions. It's all over. You just find another question. Doesn't matter. Very quickly. Doesn't matter. Oh, you're right. You're right, Andy. And Dodie. Hang on. I've got a question for you. For me? What's Jim Parsons' net worth? Jim Parsons? Don't know. From the, the Big Bang Theory. Oh. 16 million. Seven million dollars. Nowhere near. Eighty-seven million. Forty-five million. Wow. It's a million per episode. 
I must have spent a lot of money not to, uh, not to have more. Incredible. Probably taxed a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's it. We're at the end. What? We've reached the end. Next week, Logan, Chevalier. Maybe one more. Uh, Kong Skull Island. Maybe Kong. All right, Kong Skull Island. And uh, more made-up movies, more quiz, and um, another question of the week. All right, all right. See you both next week. Bye.